0: Hi, everyone. I'm Claudia Suarez, and welcome to Me. We're so happy to have you join us and join me today with this category today, which is health and wellness. And we're going to be talking about a topic that I think you're going to really, really um, love. And let me tell you why you're going to love it, because it's going to make you very concerned about how happy you are in order to be healthy. The topic is let me tell you six ways happiness is good for your health. But before we start with our health and wellness topic, I want to always encourage you, always encourage you, to find the other categories on belief: uh, money and business, true success, uh, health and wellness, world news and our universe. There you'll find so many interesting uh, topics, and especially other hosts who are definitely giving you their best research. Um, also find us on our website, look into the website because there you can choose not only the categories, but you can see the topics there that you may be interested in www.believe.love is where you can find us. And also iTunes, you can listen to us there. And that's wonderful because just, you know, just listening sometimes is good enough. You don't have to see us. You can just listen to us. And it's iTunes, um, iTunes believe itunes you have to look it up at believe and of course there's some android users out there and they can definitely like, look us up believeandroid.com. okay and if you want to see us if you want to see my face <laughs> then you need to just go to youtube and uh youtube youtube.com slash believe loves you that's how you're going to find us on youtube um, also I want to just encourage you to always, you know, put your comments and let us know what you're thinking and whether it's good or bad, we definitely want your comments. Okay. So anyway, let's start with health and wellness. Our topic for today, which is six ways happiness is good for your health. I was very impressed to read this article. It really made me think and be more, uh, mindful about how important it is to feel happy, and for you to be ha- uh, happy in order to feel more healthy, and not only that, to be healthier, because a lot, a lot of research has been done that um, tells us for sure that when people are happy or practice happiness in their lives, uh, more than likely they're going to be a lot more healthier than those people who are having those mixed emotions and they're sad or they don't feel good and you know we have to find ways to to build our happiness because remember it's all inside of us. Okay, so I'm going to go and I'm going to tell you that um you know, I don't I don't want to I want to definitely motivate you motivate you to get happier, to get happier and you could also um Reach out to these best-selling books like Happiness Project and The How of Happiness and happiness programs like Happy and um, also uh, Hope Being Institute. There's an institute there that really takes care of people who sometimes suffer depression or suffer other issues and to build their happiness. So there's a lot of things out there that can help you. And I know that all of these books and classes, sometimes you think, well, how can I, you know, basically um, feel happy? I mean, if if I don't feel happy just by reading something, but at least it gives you um, tools. It gives you tools to find a way because it's all really uh, inside of us. You know, our emotions have a lot to do with it. And uh, a lot of research, um, you know, has been done in reference to this. And I'm going to share how uh, actually happiness can be um, good for you. Okay, Um, the number one, okay? You know, I always go with a number one, number two, but number one is happiness protects your heart. This is what they have found in all this research that that has been done. Um, Love and happiness, for example. In 2005, they found that happiness predicts lower heart rate, and blood pressure. Okay, so love is important. Love is so important. And when you find a relationship that makes you happy or a person that just makes you happy, a good friend that makes you happy, you know, it's good to always have those feelings because those feelings make, you know, for you to have a much healthier heart, incredibly enough. Um, In the study, I'm going to just let you know how this happened. In the study participants rated their happiness over 30 times okay in one of in one day 30 times in one day how how happy this person was and then again 3 years later okay The initially happiest emotions were less likely to have developed uh, okay the initially happy uh, emotions they were you know most likely to develop a better heart rate, and definitely a better blood pressure. So, you know, that's incredible, but that's the way it is. Okay, the participants had a lower heart rate, like I said, and on on follow-up, about six beats lower per minute of their heart. And the happiest participants during the uh, follow-up had better blood pressure. Okay, this is this is something that they already, you know, had um, actually, you know, measured. So, hey, that's really good, isn't it? That we are now finding more scientists doing this. Okay, this is also what they did over time. These effects can add up to serious differences in heart health. Okay, Um, in two thousand ten. Um, they did a study, and researchers also invited nearly 2, 000, 2, 000, uh Canadians, okay, Canadians, into the lab to talk about their anger and stress at work. Okay, overseers rated them on a scale of one to five for the extent of which they expressed positive emotions like joy, happiness, excitement, enthusiasm and contentment because all those are emotions that we carry with us they're all inside of us okay so we have to be mindless you know i mean conscious about um those emotions that they that we need to be more consistent with those emotions um Okay, and contentment. Like I said, ten years later they did the research. Okay, again after finding this this out, and the research checked in with the participants to see how they were doing. Okay, they checked with them, and it turns out that the, the happier ones were likely to have developed. <clears throat> uh, the the less happier ones, I'm sorry, were more likely to develop. Uh, heart disease can you believe that heart disease in uh, fact for each one point increase in positive emotions they had expressed their heart disease risk was 22 percent lower so the people that were happier they were 22 percent lower than the people that were um you know actually you know uh not happy so they they developed coronary d- disease okay number two you know, number two, happiness strengthens your immune system. Isn't that wonderful? You know, you know. Sometimes we don't realize, um, we don't realize how important it is uh, that our emotions are really, con- actually, helping our health and our immune system. Did you know? I don't know if you knew this, and I'm sure I mentioned it in other topics where, that I have shared with you um, on Believe. Uh, how our gut really has a lot to do with our feelings and, um, and our happiness as well. Our serotonin level is, is, is there. So, you know, is, is very strong in our, in our gut. And also our immune system is in our gut. And we carry emotions in our gut that we don't realize we do, okay? And we have to be conscious of it. And one tip, Have chocolate, which is good for you at the same time, but it also brings that serotonin level up and you're gonna feel much better. But let me share with you what they say about the immune system. They always say that a grumpy person, okay, that always is complaining, that always is grumpy about one thing or grumpy about the other or getting angry for little bitty things or whatever, um, in research, they found that um, this linked of unhappiness um, made their, their immune system uh, lower. And they also found that um, people that had, you know, um, a higher level of happiness, their immune system was stronger. Um, in 2003... They did an experiment, okay, with 350 adults who volunteered to get exposed to the common cold. This is how they found out about the immune system, okay, so that you can be clear that, you know, some of the things that we find, some, they're very well researched and backed by people that have done extensive um, research with people to see if this is working, you know, how is it, so it can be truthful. OK, and this is what they um, they experience nine positive emotions, such as feeling energetic, pleased and calm. OK, this is what they kept them uh, doing. So that way is to see how they will react. But in a day, you know, because sometimes those emotions can be throughout the day and you can have them throughout the day. So be mindful about Am I calm? Am I enthusiastic? Am I, you know, uh, pleased with what I'm doing, with my job, with the things that I'm, th- that I'm surrounded wh- by? Um, am I energetic? You know, think about those feelings. And this is what they found in this research, you know, by those people that had those feelings. After five days in quarantine, because they put them in quarantine, the participants with the most positive, okay, with the most positive um, emotions, okay, were less likely to have developed a cold. Isn't that interesting? So their immune system was stronger. Because, you know, it's all about the thoughts and the emotions. At the end of the day, that's what it is. Thoughts and emotions. So we have to be mindful all the time about what emotions we are carrying throughout the day and what thoughts are are we carrying with us. Okay it, it's, it's very important. Okay another thing okay another thing is number three happiness combats stress happiness combats stress we are always running ragged Okay, we're always running crazy all day long uh, with this stress feeling. Okay, and we have to be conscious of that too. Um, they have found that you know stress is a psychological level, uh, but also it it triggers biological okay changes in our hormones and blood pressure. Okay, happiness seems to temper these effects. Or at least helps us recover more quickly. When you're happy, okay. When you're happy and calm, and, and, and I'm going to share with you, I have I have tested it in my life as well. Um, you can always, you cannot be a hundred percent happy all the time. Let's be real. You cannot be happy just all the time. But you can definitely change those emotions and switch them. Um, Sometimes, if we're aware that we're not happy or we're uncomfortable or we become more stressed because you're not really happy with that job or that relationship or the things that go on around you or even your circumstances money wise or whatever, I've learned to do something first of all to be aware because yeah, my blood pressure can go up and and you think is it you know and then you think what what am I feeling what am I thinking am I nervous and am I Uh, my thoughts. What are my thoughts? And usually, you know, either my stomach is a little bit bloated because I've had a lot of stress or, or my thoughts and my feelings have been totally the wrong feelings or, um, and my pressure can go up or when I'm very calm and very happy and joyful, my blood pressure goes down. Okay. So it does have, a lot to do with it. I really believe that um, bad emotions can always be switched. Always think about if I'm feeling um, sad today. How can I make myself be happy? What makes me happy? Is it my little dog? Is it uh, taking a hot shower or a you know a bath, a hot bath with a little bit of wine? Um, that great movie or series that help you disconnect from the world and every person around you. You know, those are the things that, the little things sometimes are what makes us happy. You know, or walking, taking a long walk through the park or just listening to a song that you love or that all of a sudden brings that vibration, those energies up. You know, so we have to really learn to switch our emotions so that we can feel better, and to know, and to know that feeling happy contributes to a good health even more so. To be conscious of that, I'm going to share with you. Um, besides chocolate, omega threes. I had read uh, long ago about how omega threes help your brain help your brain with the, the, the mood, and of course with your heart and so many other things. But it's so true if you find a good quality omega-3 to take it every day, you know. Um, and I know it helped me. You know, we all have gone through ups and downs in life, all of us. I don't think there's one human being that has it. <laughs> We're all human beings in, on this earth uh, living our journeys. And... Um, Omega three does help a lot for those people who are constantly can control, you know, can control that sadness or feelings that sometimes come come across. I had to read a lot of self books in my in my life uh, to get rid of all these um, hard emotions. After you go through a divorce or you go through an emotional emotional impact. Uh, where your life changes completely, you know, completely from day to night. You have to adapt yourself. And so all these emotions come to you, and then you can not sort of re- recuperate. And believe me, it does affect your health. It affected my health. And now that I read this article and I'm sharing it with you, I realize that. I realize that it did affect me. It did affect my health. I started having a lot of issues with, my, with acid reflux. I started having a lot of issues with aches and pains. I started having a lot of issues with so many other things. you know. And, 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 and now I'm more conscious, and I'm glad to not only read these articles because I'm learning like you are, uh, but also applying them to my life because these articles also helped me. So now I'm going to be more conscious of, of being happy of being conscious of being happy. But besides talking about myself, I'm going to go back to what we were talking about. <laughs> so I share with you about the immune system. Happiness strengthens your immune system. Happiness is strengthens your heart, right? We talked about that. Um, we talked about how um, happiness uh, combats stress. And now number four, happy people have fewer aches and pains. Speaking of Aches and pains. Unhappy, unhappiness can be painful. Painful, literally painful. Yeah. It can be painful. Um, They did a research study in 2001, and they asked participants to rate their recent experience of positive emotions. We go, here we go with positive emotions. (laughs) Uh, Then five weeks later, okay, um, how much they had experienced negative symptoms like muscle strain, dizziness, and heartburn. Remember I was talking to you about that? Uh, Since this study began, people who reported the high levels of positive emotions um, at the beginning actually became healthier over the course of the study and ended up healthier than their unhappy counterparts. Susie. And and I'm talking about, they did this research. It's not like I'm making it up. And I'm an example of the fact that it is true when you go through an upside down life, (laughs) especially if you go through a bad relationship uh, um, or a death in the family, or something like that, to recuperate yourself from that, it takes time. Sometimes it can take years to recuperate. And you can bounce back, believe me so. You can bounce back. But you have, have to, have to help yourself. You can't just let it go. I share with you chocolate, <laughs> dark chocolate the best. <laughs> the higher the better. <laughs> Um, Omega-3s, join people that are happy. Be around people that are happy people because that's going to help you. And and definitely I want to share this because I want you to be healthy. I do. I want to be healthy, and I want to continue to be healthy, you know. Um, And these articles definitely help a lot to even be more aware of things. Um, Number five, uh, happiness combats disease and disability. Okay, happiness combats disease and disability. Happiness is associated with improvements in more severe, long-term conditions as well. So, if some people are, let's say, and I've and I've seen it, and I'm, I'm sure you have also, that they, they are they're inspiring stories when you see somebody that has a chronic illness. Could be a devastating disease that they can't get rid of or they've lost their legs or whatever. And they see their, you see their happiness and joy and motivation for life. I'm always impressed with people like that. And let me tell you why, because they're an example of people who are truly, truly living life to the fullest and enjoying this planet Earth, the way it should be learned to live. And many times, people that don't have, you know, that, those issues, don't know how to enjoy life, don't know how to live a life full of joy. And you know why that happens? You want me to tell you why? Because we are not aware, and we have no, we have control. But we're not taking control over our emotions and thoughts. That's why. And once you become aware of them and know that you can make a, a change, then is when you take control. And I'm telling you because I have gone through it. We all go through things, you know, in life. Um, in 2008, okay, a study of nearly 10,000, 10, Australians, okay, part. You know they participated. Um, they they made them participants who reported being happy and satisfied with life. Most and or all, you know, all of the participants, you know, um, they they basically, you know, were um, uh, they were satisfied with their lives, you know, and they were. Listen to this. About 1.5 times less likely, less likely to have long-term health conditions. Okay, 1.5 times less likely to have long-term health conditions like chronic pain and serious vision problems. Two later, you know, two years later, of course, they, you know, they kind of followed up. Another study in the same year found that women with breast cancer recalled being less happy and optimistic before they, their diagnosis than women without c- breast cancer. Did you hear that? Wow, that's, ugh, you know? It's, it's, it says, I'm gonna read it again, because really, I'm, I, if, I hope you get it. What they're saying here, They did another study. In the same year, they found that women with breast cancer, okay, with breast cancer, recalled being less happy and optimistic before their diagnosis, okay, than women without breast cancer, suggesting that happiness and optimism may be Protective against the disease. I'm leaving that pause there because it's mind-boggling to see that women that are happy are more or less likely to get the disease than women who are unhappy. Whether that's true or not, I can't tell you because... I know I've seen women that are happy and, well, I can't really say that I've met anybody that was really happy and had cancer or somebody that was really unhappy and got cancer. I, we've seen a lot of cases, definitely, but I don't know if that's true or not. But this is a study. They did this study and they found that. Um, number six is happiness, lintings. Our lives it gives you a long life when you are of a, hap- a happy person. I've always thought about um, this actress uh, that um, she's almost 90-something years old, um, Betty White, Betty White, yeah. And she's such a happy person, and you can tell she's a happy person just by the way she... Um, reacts to people and loves people and her face always lits up, you know, and she enjoys her job, enjoys what she's done. Even in, in some of the series that she's been, she's always the, like the happy one. I don't know if you noticed that, but that's true, right? <laughs> so anyway, happiness lengthens your, our lives. Um, in the end, the ultimate health indicator might be longevity, longevity. Okay, and here especially happiness comes into play because they have found that people that are happier, you know, tend to live longer. And they did a study with nuns, I don't know, Catholic nuns. It's funny because they did this study with uh, uh, Catholic nuns, it was linked to, uh, you know, how much some of their emotions, okay, and they found that um the nuns that were the most happy okay the nuns that lived their their death you know I would say their their dream because some people I, I think if you become a nun is because you're living uh you know your purpose in life and you enjoy what you're doing and the the nuns that were the happiest lived much, much longer than the nuns that were not happy or that were, you know, too rugged or too rude or too, you know, they were not a happy-go-lucky person. They lived less. So um, that's one thing that, you know, we found out in, in our research or the research that we did. So that's interesting. um So, in essence, what it's saying here is that happiness um, is important in our lives. It's important for us to to take care of uh, what we're thinking, what we're feeling. And if for some reason we're not feeling good, then we have to find ways. We have to find ways to feel good, you know to feel good about ourselves, to feel good about our lives. If you don't like that job, get out, you know. If you want your dream job, look for it, focus, reach out for it, you know, and be happy, enjoy your life. I'm not saying that it's easy because it's not easy, but you can do it. We can all do it if if we really Get inside of our lives, inside ourselves, and meditate to, the, to that higher power, which is God or the universe, you know, to find ourselves. And to, you know, one of the things that I, I, I do and, and I like to do is I always thank, thank for my happiness. I always ask for happiness and joy in my life because that's so important to live day by day. You know, and not every day is going to be perfect and not every day you're going to be happy, happy. But at least you're concerned about trying to get there. okay? and that's that's what's important. So, you know, just remember that that um, all it takes, you know, here we, we say that it will take time like I said, to figure out the exact mechanism, according to researchers, by which happiness influences health and how factors like social relationships and uh, exercise fit in. Okay? But in the meantime, but in the meantime, this is what they suggest to us, it seems safe to imagine that a happier you (laughs) or me will be healthier too. So keep happy and be healthy. Welcome to our universe. This category um, that I know that you guys get intrigued by because I know our universe is, is such a Big universe that we have to find all these interesting topics for you. And today I'm, we're going to talk about an, a topic that's, that's very unusual. Let's say that I, I would say it's unusual because we're going to talk about 12, re, 12 possible reasons, okay, we haven't found aliens. I mean, we have a humongous inter- universe. We have talked about multiple universes. We have talked about our planets. We have discovered a lot correctly? We have. We at least know we have planets other than planet Earth. Um, We know there are other universes, right? This is what they've discovered. But how come we have not yet tapped into life in another planet? Now, we have found also, I mean, they have, uh, you know, as far as what we know and what we read, that uh, Mars might have had life at one point, or they can that we can have life on Mars. Um, Movies have been done, like Star Trek, um, that, who knows, maybe other uh, aliens different than us could live in another planet, in other planets, or far away universes. Who knows? But on Real Clear Science, which is a very interesting uh, website, um, you know, it talks about this there's really no evidence yet about you know aliens or life of you know aliens in another planet but here they they want to share with us they share with us um, 12 possible reasons why it's so why isn't that we haven't found anything yet you know (laughs) we're all kind of like we know we've they've seen things and uh, people have photographed or videotaped you know encounters and we're all fascinated by it. We're fascinated by the universe, or you know, I don't know if you ever saw that movie, Encounters of the Third Kind. I thought that was fascinating. Encounters of the Third Kind was so neat because you know it's not us, you know, going out there and finding it, but then coming them coming over here. Or E.T., for example. E.T. was a fascinating movie too. We've always been Wanting to find life or wanting to be contacted by another being that is not ourselves because we always have been so intrigued by it. But anyway, let's just go through these 12 possible reasons um, we haven't found aliens. Mm. Number one, there aren't any aliens out there to find. That's what they say. As unlikely as it may seem, In a galaxy with hundreds, okay, hundreds of billions of stars, and as many as 40 billion, okay, Earth-sized planets in habited zones, okay, we could be alone. That's one reason, a possibility. Could we be alone? And what about those sightings? You know, what should we believe? Are they true, not true? Have you ever seen one? Have you ever seen an alien? But you know what? I think that's why they say that it could be possible that they will never find one. Because even though we have found, you know, sightings or people taking photographs or whatever, um, you haven't really seen one in front of you, an alien. Or they haven't gone out into space and found one. So... Or find life in another planet. So that's why they're saying that. But anyway, number two. There is no intelligent life besides us. Mm. Ding. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. Because we come from somewhere. I really believe that. To me, God is like that. You know, he's an intelligence that we, that we don't know. I mean, that we know inside of us that we can somehow connect for those of us that are a little bit more conscious of that or that have experienced it, um, then in this kind of like a connection, where that connection is, we don't know. And maybe we're not allowed to know yet. Who knows? But apparently, according to them, this assumes, of course, that humans... Could be the only intelligence, right? Life may exist, but it could simply take the form of microbes. Microbes, I don't know. Or other cosmical quiet animals. I don't know. I don't really believe that. (laughs) But anyway, this is their number two. Uh, Number three, intelligent species lack advanced technology. No. You know... Currently, astronomers they say, utilize radio telescopes, okay, to listen intensely to the night sky. There have been movies about that too, which have been really interesting. Remember, I don't know, I, I can't remember the title of that movie, where they um, they find these noises, you know, and and they thought that they had finally found. Uh, this communication with alien in another planet or another universe or whatever, and they could hear them with this these sounds coming through. Okay, that was an interesting movie. But apparently here they say that um, so if alien species aren't broadcasting any signals, we'll never know they existed. It could be this is this is in my particular, you know, I guess making sense of it all. We don't have the technology to reach out that far. Or it could be that we really don't, you know, allow, we're not allowed to f- discover that yet. It could be that they can listen to us, but we can't listen to them. And then again, it could be in each individual You know, haven't you heard someone say sometimes that um, I felt it in my spirit? I heard this inner voice? Hmm. Or what about those people that can communicate with certain spirits? Is that a form of communicating? Do we, after we die, do we become aliens again? Who knows? What is an alien? Is it a spirit? Our, our spirits travel? We don't know. We'll find out one day. I I guess one day we will. Who knows? Okay. Uh, number four, intelligent life self-destructs. This is what they say. This is one of the possibilities. Whether via weapon of mass destruction, this is what they say, planetary pollution or manufactured uh, disease, um, It may be the nature of intelligent species to commit suicide existing for only a short time before um, it goes out of extinction or out of existence. Hmm. I don't know. What about you? What do you think? Intelligent life self-destructs. I really don't believe that. How could intelligent life self-destruct? You know, how could that be? So, in, in are we, as intelligent life self-destructing? Well, kind of, a little. Because we're intelligent beings. And yet, we are self-destructing ourselves sometimes. If you think about it, our world is not where it's supposed to be. And we need to make it better. You know, our green planet is suffering. You know? And there's a lot of things going on out there. Number five, the universe is, is a deadly place. The universe is... The, this is what they're saying. On cosmic, on, on cosmic time scales, think billions of years, okay? Life may be fleeting. All it takes is a single steroid, you know? Asteroid, whatever. <laughs> Supernova. Gamma ray burst or solar flare to render a life-harboring planet lifeless. It's true. Okay. Like, they always say that the Earth would probably just, if if a asteroid, uh, uh, astro, I don't know how to pronounce it, um, hits the Earth, you know, that it could be the end of life for planet Earth. And what then becomes what? Just, again, the universe, are we going to build? What about the Big Bang? Uh, There's a lot of questions, and and we can question all all we want. The truth will will eventually come out, okay? And when we're going to find this out, I don't know if while we're conscious in this planet alive or when we die is when we find out the truth. We don't know. Remember, there's other dimensions. How people talk about it, all that stuff. Okay. Number six. Number six, um, which is something really interesting, too. Number six is space is big. Space is big. The Milky Way alone is 100,000 light years across. 100,000 light years across. So it's conceivable that the focus signals of intelligent aliens which are limited to the speed of light simply haven't reached us yet could be could be could be that's a, something that i um, could be possibly number seven we haven't been looking long enough i think so i, I like number seven i think not, uh, number seven is, is is telling the truth we haven't been looking enough. We haven't really searched enough, um, you know. This is what they say. Eight years, that's the amount of time that radio telescopes, which allow us to detect alien signals, okay, have been around. Eight years. <laughs> and we've been actively searching for aliens for maybe 60 Sixty years, that's not very long at all. No, it isn't, it's not very long because look at 100,000 light years. It's not very long. In one day, maybe we'll break through. Our technology has grown tremendously now with computer technology, iPhones, and all these things that are going on. Look how far we've come. We've come very far right now communicating with you through YouTube just by looking at your iPhone or getting a computer or, you know, we have now we can do without a phone before. Remember how you have to you had your phone at home and that's it. You know, you didn't you didn't or you had the pay phones. You had to have a little money to be able to talk to anybody at home. Because they didn't have a cell phone. So technology has been growing, and eventually we will probably get there. But it's still not time. So the other thing that they say is, number eight, is we're not looking in the correct place. As previously mentioned, in, you know space is big, right? We said, you know, the article says that space is really big. So there are tons of... Of regions to listen for alien signals tons if we're not listening precisely the direction from which a signal is originating we've never hear it okay so actually it could be that one day you'll tap into it but you have to continuously be looking for it um, number nine, alien technology may be too advanced. It's a possibility. I really believe that alien technology is too advanced for us yet. Could be, you know. Uh, Radio technology may be uh, a commonplace here on Earth, right? But on other worlds or other places, alien societies may have um, graduated to more advanced communication technologies, which we have no awareness of, which we have no knowledge about. Okay, number 10, nobody is transmitting. <laughs> Instead of everybody maybe listening, it could be they're not transmitting, they're just listening, like I mentioned to you before, right? Before we even got to that, that maybe they listen to us, but we can't listen to them. Okay? That's basically how it's been on Earth, here on Earth. Apart from a few, a few efforts to broadcast strong signals over a narrow okay, frequency uh, band towards the stars above, we barely made a, our presence known in the universe. So if we can you know, make our presence in the universe, how can we even reach out? to listen to them hmm? if they are out there which i think they are i think they are okay earth is deliberately not being contacted this is another whatever you know earth is deliberately not being contacted on earth we have policies about contacting intelligence people intelligent Indigenous people, I'm sorry, not intelligent. Contact indigenous people. It's possible that the same thing could be happening with us. Okay, just like in Star Trek. Advanced alien societies may enforce rules that limit contact only to species that attain a lofty degree of technology or cultural evolution. Okay, but what about those sightings? We may not be able to get to them, But are they getting to us because they have more advanced technology that we can't touch them? We can't get close to them? Could be. I still don't don't get it. But anyway. And 12, aliens are already here and we just don't realize it. Aliens are already here and we just don't realize it. I'm going to tell you something. There are people. They that have talked to me about things like this, that I've met along the way in my life that I cannot believe, they're real sometimes. Just by the way they communicate and they talk about other things outside this planet Earth, you think they must be alien, (laughs) you know? Because they have so much knowledge or understanding about things that sometimes we can't understand. And I have been. Um, it could be. And one person in particular that I met, which communicates, by the way, with angels. That's what she, she used to tell me. Um, said to me that aliens live among us. She told me this, and I was going, okay. She lives. They live among us, and they look like us. They look like us. So we can't really determine if they're aliens. You know, because they basically, you could be talking to someone, and he could be an alien, and you didn't know it. <laughs> because you're here, some aliens, if they are living in our in our Earth, apparently to her, you know, she lives in Ecuador. By the way, she's from Ecuador. Um, is because they are trying to help the Earth better itself. So they have integrated into the. This is what she told me. Okay. They have integrated into the earth and they are part of um, life on earth and they look like us, but they're trying to help the world because the world is, if it continues the way it's going, it could come into instinct and, and that's why animals are dying and, you know, some, they're becoming extinct, right? But our planet earth could very much hurt itself. So you know, you never know. Could be, could be, you know. Um she was always intriguing to me. <laughs> she lives in Ecuador. She's still alive. And I thought, okay, you know, who knows? Maybe she's telling me the truth. Who knows? Um the way they put it in the article, they say, um conspiracy theorists, okay, love this unlikely explanation. Well The chances are remote, and I'm sharing with you what I heard, okay, from somebody, okay? It's not impossible that government agencies, get this, uh, are concealing the presence of aliens, see? Although it's more likely that aliens are already among us. They confirmed it. They're confirming it. I don't know. So be careful who you're speaking to. Not in a bad way, in a good way. Because, like they say, sometimes you find angels on earth. And who knows? They may be, very, they may be an alien. <laughs> but the are good ones. Because according to my friend from Ecuador, there's good and bad aliens out there. So, you make your own conclusions. Until next time. Hi, I'm going to share with you um, a really interesting uh, article today in World News uh, with uh, Denzel Washington's thoughts on mainstream media today. Um, this is he quote from from him, Denzel Washington. If you read the news paper, you're misinformed. If you need, read the newspaper, you're misinformed. Okay, we live in a society, okay, we live in a society where mainstream news is often preached. Okay, many people don't think to ex- exercise um, skepticism uh, when watching the news because they don't realize that the very organizations that claim that claim to be reporting world events objectively are actually are actually just misinforming people by spreading propaganda and fake news. So, Denzel Washington um, is really really um, I guess upset about this, and I want you to look at this. I'm gonna I'm gonna really show you this video that um, basically where he is actually expressing his feelings. So I'm going to share it with you. About this fake news, you were the subject of a fake news story. Oh, yeah, what they say? I was running for president. No, no, no you I voted. Were running for pres- no, what they say? You switched your support I switched, from uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you make of all the fake news that it affects? If you, you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. Hmm. So, what do you do? That's a great question. <laughs> yes. What is the long term effect of too much information? One of the effects is the need to be first, not even to be true anymore. So what a responsibility you all have to be, to tell the truth, not just to be first, but to tell the truth. We live in a society now where it's just first. Who cares? Get it out there. We don't care who it hurts. We don't care who we destroy. We don't care if it's true. Just say it. Sell it. Anything you practice, you'll get good at, including, including BS. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you heard me. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I am telling you. Oh, up, uh, up. Uh, I'm turning around the wrong way. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is what's going on in the news today. We don't know what to believe anymore. We don't know what to believe, what's right, what's wrong. Um, there's so many things going on out there. And, 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 and celebrities like Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington, I'm sorry, they're expressing their feelings. You know, that's a good thing about some celebrities. They basically use their fame to create awareness, to create more consciousness uh, for for people like you and me who are trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, We hear the person of the United States all the time, Donald Trump, don't listen to fake news, don't listen to fake news. But But then again, we listen to the mainstream media, right? Mainstream media that talks about all these things that are going on what should we believe in what should we believe in should we believe in whatever we read according to the newspaper or whatever we see in the news you know on television or even for that matter internet you know or um you know or youtube and all these things we have so much out there nowadays that we don't know what to think about so um At the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, it's up to you, the viewer, okay? Up to you, the viewer, to find the truth, to find the truth. It's important to be skeptical. It's important to be skeptical of the information you read in anything, you know. Um, Do your own research. Find out yourself what what things because not everything that we hear at the moment means it. Like Denzel Washington shares with us, bad news can be good news too. We can always look at the other side of the, the you know of the page, you know. See what this com- this newspaper is saying compared to this other newspaper. See what this TV channel is saying compared to this other TV channel, and then you make your own conclusion you know, your own conclusion, to find out what's fake and what's not. Uh, To me, I always feel that they're credible news sources um, and certain things that are backed up by what they're saying. You know, like, for example, if President Trump uh, said this is fake news, but then you see him texting or Twittering, then... He is actually affirming what news are being said. So you still have to use research because maybe it's not Trump writing those things or maybe it's not something else that's going on. So that's why it's important that ultimately it is up to you to decide what's fake and not fake. What agenda is behind this news in networks? Find out more about the network. Find out what they're doing or who are they for or against, okay? Who's funding them? Could uh, corporations be paying, you know, paying, you know, uh, to have this content created or this created content? Because it depends on who is publishing it. And also the U.S. government or the elite benefit from spreading the wrong stories as well. Okay, these are only a few of the questions you should be asking yourself, okay, asking yourself uh, while watching or reading the news. So, bottom line do you own, your own research and find out what's fake and not fake. Hi, welcome to True Success. Uh, we're going to talk about a really interesting topic today, which I think you're going to enjoy. I know I always learn from them. I'm telling you, I'm always learning from them. The topic for today is, our focus create our future. Our focus creates our future. And this is coming from... Walking Times is an interesting website that shares a lot of things with people that so that you can make a much uh, brighter life for yourself. And let me tell you something: Um, we are continuously, continuously creating our realities by what we are thinking, as you've heard, and also what we're focusing on what we're focusing on um so we are always continuously creating that reality in our lives so i'm going to tell you something um we're all absorbing so much information okay to process both consciously and subconsciously in both audio and visual forms, as well as unseen energetic streams and impulses. Okay, why am I telling you this about focus? Because our focus creates our realities. What we focus on is what is creating our realities, okay? Because a lot of us don't know what focus is. What is focus to you? You know that there's a, and I'm going to tell you this, um, a lot of people, including myself, do not focus, and I'm not talking about what your dreams or expectations in life are, which I always, you know, we always want something better in our lives. Um, but even on a day-to-day, on our day-to-day stuff, you know, you know, you're doing multi- multitasking. That's what we were talking about the other day, and we start. Doing this, and then we do that, and then we go to the computer, and then we go wash, put a washer thing and then we cook, and then we, so we're not focusing, you know? So that creates stress as well. So what we need to learn to do is to focus. Finish what you're doing, just like I'm doing with you right now, I'm focusing. I'm focusing on giving you this information. And I'm staying still for 10 minutes, or five minutes, or whatever, I'm gonna stand here, to give you that information but we need to do that with our day-to-day lives all the time so that we can uh, control how to focus and reach out what you really want in life according to this article what is focus in this article they say our focus can be determined by what we spend our time on physically okay as well as mentally, is what we put our attention towards and allow to dwell in our lives, you know, I mean, dwell in in our thoughts, I'm sorry, and especially our hearts, which translate into active or passive direction in our lives. Okay. So let's say you do not like your circumstances at this present time. Let's say you do not like them. You're not in the position that you want to be at work. You're not financially where you want to be. You are not reaching that dream that you always wanted. And you know why that happens? is because we do not focus in the right direction and we focus in the wrong thing we're working we're focusing on our present time of what on our what we don't want and so you're creating that reality constantly because you are focusing on that instead of focusing on what you want in life so in essence if you let's say want to make more money or want to have you know you don't want to don't think about i do not have money or don't focus on i don't have money focus on prosperity or focus on the fact that money is not a problem that money comes in easily believe me i i had a hard time with that for the longest time i'm getting better I'm not saying I'm I'm excellent at it yet. I'm getting better at it, okay? But I'm not excellent. But I now understand what it means to focus. Um, I'm trying harder because sometimes your circumstances, let's say your job, okay? This is an example, your job. You like that job, but you don't want that to be your ultimate job. You want a different job, or you have a dream job you want. But, of course, what you're doing, like they say here, physically, you know, you're physically involved in it, so you have to be focused on it. But how do you get out of that? (laughs) How do you get out of focusing on what you don't really want, you know, right? You want to focus on what you really want. So sometimes the best way to do it is even though you're, living in that not-so-dream job or you're working on that not-so-dream job, uh, you have to focus on what would be your dream job. And how do you do that? You do it by thinking about it. Even though you're doing this measly job that you hate, let's say it, um, have instances where you focus on how your dream job would be, okay, mentally, because here it says that you can be physically or mentally. Okay, so do that. Because, you know, we want to focus on what we desire, not on what we don't desire. Okay, but even though you're dealing with that not so, what, great relationship maybe? Or that not so hot job or whatever that you don't really like, but then you, you say, I wish I could you know, go to school and learn a profession, but I don't have enough money. So what are you doing? You're focusing on the wrong things. No, you got to work that job. Maybe you're working at McDonald's or you're working in a job uh, you know, seven days a week and you don't ever stop. But then if you start focusing on that dream job or that going to school, even if you daydream, once in a while, okay, eventually you will manifest that, eventually it'll get there for you, it'll be there, and this is what they're sharing here, that we have to focus in what we desire, it's important to move our emphasis from the working of this deceptive, okay, um, entrapping power grid that we're on, and Focus more on what we desire. Okay, so what's important here is not to be obsessive with it. Okay, not to be obsessive with with what you don't have. Because what they're saying here is that when we are energetically happy, okay, when we are basically uh, vibrating, You know, that happiness of things that can happen in our lives and focusing on the fact that it can happen, um, it will manifest itself and it will come to you. The opportunity will arise. Things will start happening in your life. And that's not easy to totally control because, you know, I've had that happen to me, too, both ways. When I become a little frustrated, and then, and then instead of manifesting or trying to get the things that I really love or want, they're not coming that easily. Um, and then again, there has been other times where I've been working at a job that I really didn't like, but then with my faith or my feeling of positivity, you know, I'll say the opportunity will arise. And maybe I didn't do anything. You know, I didn't make the phone call. I didn't start searching for that new job or that exciting job, you know? And all of a sudden I get a phone call and that person is inviting me to do something that I really wanted to do, okay? So that's how some things manifest themselves because I focused, for instances, not all day long, but for instances in what I really wanted. But with that feeling of gratitude and that feeling of joy, Or faith and tranquility is when things have happened to me and it's not easy you know because I could maybe bring that into my life but then all of a sudden if I'm out of that realm and then I want something else I lose track of it why because I forgot to focus I forgot to focus. So they are saying that we need to, in order for us to focus on our desires, we need to do that. We can't we can't just not be aware of, um, but, you know, we have to be aware of what we're doing. And be aware, but be careful, okay, be careful where we focus our attention to, okay, because... Um, we can't force it. You can't force things. And, and I realize that myself. Sometimes when I want to force something that I want in my life, I, 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 I forget and, and I want to force it. I want to do it for the universe. <laughs> I to, I, I, let me see what I, I can do so, so, so I can make it happen. And, and sometimes you can't do that. You have to just let it go. But in your heart and in your mind, you need to focus on the right thing. Because then, ready or not, guess what's gonna happen? It'll appear in your life. All of a sudden, an opportunity for a new job will pop up. All of a sudden, the opportunity for that, that uh, scholarship you know, happens and you can go to school. All of a sudden, but you need to really have that high vibration of joy and happiness and focus on the fact that it's possible. Focus on the fact that it's possible because once you focus on the fact that it's possible, um, things happen like magic. Things happen like magic. So, what are the last thoughts on focus? We must choose what we focus on wisely. We are in control. Just remember you're in control. So, we need to take the wheel rather than go with Whatever energetic flow catches our attention or fascination. If you really want to get where your destination is, you need to focus in the right way. The world we desire is ours for the taking. it's, It's ours for the taking and living. It begins now. It always has. So it's up to you. It's up to you to focus on what you desire. It's up to you to focus on changing your life for the best, for the best in life. So, you know, remember to focus and make your life the best.